This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first year in business for New High V Arena has come and gone, and boy, did it go fast. Steve Fouch and his brothers decided that they were going to convert Kemper Arena into an area that everybody in Kansas City could use, whether it be for pickleball, basketball, working out, office space, restaurants, whatever the case may be, High V Arena has it all. And it's not just serving Kansas City, it's serving people all over the Midwest, and hopefully one day serving people internationally. Here's my conversation in the latest KC Bobcast with High V Arena owner Steve Fouch. I love your motto, respect the past, build the future. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. I kind of got excited when I saw that motto because everybody likes to restore those old buildings and do that kind of stuff. And, and that's the motto you go by, not just with High V Arena, but with everything. Why did that become your guys' motto? Uh, that was actually coming from one of my architects. And we were thinking about how to brand and how, uh, how we should label ourselves and so forth. And with all the historic properties that we were reno- renovating, that were an, it looks old on the outside. You come inside and it's brand new. So that sort of respect the past. I mean, we we don't tear down the building or we don't chop it up inside if it's an old school. Mm-hmm. We take each classroom and make that into an apartment. That's the size it is. It's one bedroom, two bedroom, studio, whatever it is. You so you respect what that used to be, but we're building new into the future and saving that building and not just throwing it away into a dumpster somewhere. And that's been been kind of a, a, a big uh, line of success for you guys. You do this kind of all over the country, not just with the uh, the old Kemper Arena, but I'm looking at your website. You've got apartment complexes, and like you said, in schools and senior livings in schools and things mm-hmm. like that, like really cool buildings. Was that something that just happened to you, or was that something that you had an idea going in after architectural school and <laughs> cycloning it up and all that at Iowa State? Was like, was that something that just came to you, or did that something that just happened? It just happened, really. Um, background in architecture and MBA, so I'm sort of a developer. I was going the corporate route in Chicago, and then Sprint brought me down here to work on their campus, and then I went back into architecture um, with Gastinger Walker downtown. And we had a client who was doing historic tax credits, and I was looking over the shoulder of the project. I'm like, well, hey, I can, I can do that. And mm-hmm. as an architect, I was also flipping duplexes on the side just to make enough money to survive. 
So we had the old buildings. We're doing the renovation. I'm a farm kid, so we've, we've always built and fixed everything. So we sort of knew how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I knew how to run financials. I knew how to do these things. I just never put them all in the same jar and shook them up and said, hey, let's do this. So we start flipping duplexes. Then you take the profit, becomes four, and then eight, and then 12, and you get big enough. Then you get a property management company to manage it for you, and you still have a day job. Mm-hmm. And then eventually uh, in Leavenworth, uh, literally um, 16 years ago, uh, they offered me a building for a buck and said, I love what you do with these little ones. Can you come save this building and, and renovate it? So uh, myself and my brother in 2004, two guys in a truck and a bobcat, literally, started our company. And uh, 3,000 apartment units later and then uh, commercial space in the arena and so forth. Here we are. Well, maybe you should change your company name to Build for a Buck because it <laughs> seems like you're not buying anything unless it costs you a dollar. Huh? Uh, you do have to be careful. Things you get for a buck are, you know, you get what you pay for. Sure. So, yeah, I, I got a got a couple buildings for a buck and then they sit there for a couple years and you pay insurance and upkeep and damages or whatever and then you eventually get around to renovating and it, it's not always free. Right. It's not it's, it's not always for a dollar, but that's kind of yeah. how like Kansas City got to know you guys with the, with the whole process of buying Kemp arena and turning it into high V arena and doing what you guys are doing down there now it seems to me and you can correct me if i'm wrong on this one it seems to me for what you guys wanted to do that was a heck of a process like that took a lot longer than it probably should have yeah in hindsight i don't know if i should have done it or not but you can't stop i mean it was five years of politics and then one year of construction I mean, if you, you have to go clear back and look at since the first day that I met at City Hall with Oscar McGaskey. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure after I left, he was laughing his butt off when I left going, this guy's nuts. But once you get in and you start paying for the architectural work and the engineering and the market studies and the legal this and that, and you're a half million dollars into this project, and then you got your reputation on the line, you know, I probably should have stopped at one point. But everybody kept, kept just saying, just keep going, keep going. Just don't give up. And then... um some things happened. Historic KC Foundation came in and supported me, and we started getting some momentum, and, mm-hmm. and Troy Schulte was there, and, you know, the city was trying to do what they could within their power. Um, so it financially hasn't been great so far, but we'll get there. We saved a building. Mm-hmm. We saved the pa- taxpayers $10 million, not having to tear that building down, and they're spending a million and a half in operations each year, losing it. Yeah. So we saved the taxpayers a lot of money. We saved a great building. Um we have other uh, arenas around the country watching us, mm-hmm. seeing how we do it. Uh, there's some actually that have been in to tour it, uh, actually from Canada as well and from other parts of, of America. There's 150 other arenas in the United States in various forms from 1905 construction to 1990s type construction. And some of them will be coming obsolescent. I mean, the 1905s, you know, uh, yeah. th- there's, there's examples all around the country that you can do this for your region. For your demand for types of space, for uh, can the building be on the historic register and you get some tax credits, different ways, different buildings, different sizes. So are you the first guys in America, in the United States, in the world to do something like this with an old arena and turn it into a multi-use uh, deal? Um, similar. I mean, it, in, the, in what we did, yes. Yeah. But there are other arenas that have been converted into convention centers or office buildings or various different things even up in des moines uh the old the or the wells fargo auditorium or complex that used to be um the one of the civic arenas Mm -hmm. but to do a multi-level sports with four floors with the track with all that kind of stuff yeah i think we're one of the first there are other examples um in other places where a different building was turned into a sports facility but not the way we did it so yes and no this seems like to me 
like something that happened one night over beers. You guys are sitting around and going, <laughs> let's get this arena. Let's see what we can do. And then you just start throwing out ideas. It's almost like who can trump the next idea and the next idea and the yeah. next idea. And you get to a multi-level basketball courts hanging in the air, track yeah. running around the top. Like, where did all of that come from? Well, it, as an architect, as a developer, we were doing this with school buildings, with old buildings, turning them into apartments and all that, and it came, became pretty easy. Uh, my kids were in club sports. We were traveling coast to coast. I was seeing all the headaches with sports and everything. Uh, we had our indoor soccer complexes. Since my son was in soccer, we were building some of those. So we got used to that. But literally, on the same week that a friend of mine came in and said, look, we, we need at least eight courts in one location to have a basketball tournament in Kansas City. There's just nothing like that. Can you help us find something? So we started looking at buildings and this and that. That same week is when they announced that uh, Kemper was going to be tore down. It was on the most endangered list mm-hmm. of historic KC. And so Elizabeth Rosen, Rosen Preservation, says, hey, can you, can you think of anything to do with it? So I just put that as sort of an impetus or a, a serendipitous moment of just, okay, I'm a smart guy. Let me try and figure this out. And I went through iteration after iteration. How big is the floor? Uh, let's put in soccer. No, bad, bad for this, bad for that. Uh, let's fill up the lower bowl with dirt so it gets to be that big upper rim. And that was only a million bucks to do that versus six million to put in the other floor. Mm-hmm. But then I'd only have eight courts, not 12. You know, so you'd go through, let's tear out all the mechanical space and the storage and make it office. And let's put in, you know, how many different financial things, how many different physical things can we even get it on the national register and get tax credits? I mean, that was five years of, the, of fighting the politics and running all of those what ifs. Mm-hmm. And then finally, actually, by the time you get to the prove it stage, okay, great, this all looks good. Show me a contract that somebody's actually going to use it. Yeah. Oh, geez. Now I got to go find, you know, signatures. Now I got to sell this. Yeah, I got to go sell it. Yeah. And nobody had seen it done before. So we had a lot of people said, oh, looks great, but I'll see you when you're open. Mm-hmm. It's hard to do that. It was hard to sell on, on, on basically, a, 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 I guess, a wish, you know. Right. Five years ago, you couldn't be booking people because they can't book their tournaments if this thing's not right. going to open. And God forbid they didn't. You got mad. The heck yeah. with it, you know. We are the show me state. And yeah. they mean it. And, the, yeah, we, we had a couple early, but most of them were, I'll, I'll sign once I see you up and running. Right. I, I don't believe it'll happen. So it did. And, and, and it did happen. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's kind of cool because we all look at Kemper Arenas where Kansas won the national championship and then became this obsolete arena that, you know, almost cost us having the Big 12 here in Kansas City because the building was so bad. But then you realize the history that's inside that place and how important that arena is and how yeah. historical that arena is. And like, all right, we got to do something with this. We just know it's obsolete for being an arena now. And you guys came in and put all of this really, really awesome stuff in there for giving people an opportunity for things to do. And and now it's to the point where, like, all right, we need to grow some more. So what are the next steps in making that place where you guys have business, you know, for the last year? What are the next steps into making that the place to be, not only in Kansas City, but in the Midwest for what you're trying to do, or maybe right. even internationally? Right. Well, everybody first heard the stories that we're a youth basketball facility. Yeah. So we have, have to overcome that. So we're doing all the sports, the basketball, volleyball, futsal, wrestling, dance, cheer, track, on and on and on. So we're adding to those. Anything that you can do on that court, we're adding to it. So now we have a stage and floor covering so we can do banquets. We can seat 2,000 up to 4,000 people at round tables plus the seating up in the, in, in the bowl. Mm-hmm. So we can get a large audiences in there for banquets and showcases and so forth. So now we're do, looking at concerts. We can do 6,000 to 8,000 person concerts. We have the track. We have office space. We have six different food and beverage restaurants in there. We have the outside so we can start doing more uh, 5Ks and marathons outside the building. 
uh, more vents inside the building, and then up over top of the building, the rope climbs up over the building through the structure, hook onto a zip line, and zip across into Kansas on the far side of the bridge, and then walk back and do it again. I, I don't know that there's a, a zip line that, like that would be as unique as that anywhere. Like you know, people right. love to go zip lining in Alaska. And I think you do that because you're on a cruise ship and they sell you the zip line, right? Yeah. But I think something like this is unique. Wait, I'm going to start on the top of an arena and I'm going to go across a river and I'm going to end up in another state and then yeah. I get to walk back on this the bridge, which we'll get to in a minute, and yeah. come back in to Missouri. Like what you have the opportunity to offer with something like that. I mean, I don't know that, they, that that it can be done anywhere else like that. Right. There's a couple places around Kansas City, and they're nice, And there's, but we've had to go to Mexico or Dominican or Belize to go to the big jung, jungle zip lines, and it's really cool. You're you're zipping through the So you're doing, stuff. like, work and research by doing all this Mexico and Oh, Belize yeah. And I, could, yeah <laughs> I could write them off somehow, but yeah. um, no, so we you, there's really cool places to go zip lining, but this is local. You've got the rope climb to get up there. But the, one of the best things is when you hook on and you're up on the rooftop of, of the building, that's great. You start ziplining, then all of a sudden the building drops away, and there's a 140-foot drop as soon as you go as off. As soon as you go. As, as soon as you get off the roof. And then, yeah, you're ziplining over a quarter mile, clear across state lines, across a river, past all of your buddies that are standing on the bridge waving you on and doing whatever. I mean, it, it's a thrill ride. And then you unhook and you walk back across the bridge and you go hook and you do the other one. So if we have two or three or four different zip lines, you know, they're similar. Mm -hmm. But you just keep going around and around and around and get your adrenaline out of the way and take a break and get a beer and go do it again. And, you know, you do an all-day pass. Right. You don't have to fly to Mexico just to go do it. Right. So so what would... What would something like that take from the time you left the building to the time you landed on the other side? Are we talking a minute? Are we talking two minutes? Are we talking 30 seconds? Oh, what are we looking do, at? To do one zip line? Yeah. Uh, about 30 seconds. That's it, oh, really? Yeah. It goes yeah. that fast? You're moving about 50 mile an hour. Holy cow. You're dropping 140 feet of height in a quarter mile across. Wow. So, yeah, you're moving. So we have to have enough dip in the cable so you go down and then come back up to slow you up when you right. get the other side. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> so you, you talk about an all-day pass. If somebody was going to do that once you guys get this open, like what, what are we looking at price-wise um, for something like that? We're not sure yet. We'll, we'll have to get with the guys that are running it. But you're looking at maybe 50 60 70 bucks for an all-day pass because most of the cost is getting you hooked into all your gear mm-hmm. and giving the instructions. Then you hook on, let you go do it, you walk back, and you, you do it as many times as you want in a day. And, you know, 50 bucks that's pretty cheap for an all-day pass yeah when is that going to start opening when are you gonna hopefully this summer oh yeah i hope so yeah yeah that's so if you don't want to do the rope course though and you want to get up to the top of the building how uh, else how else can you do that well that's my wife's on me about that she's she's like i'm not going to do the rope course i just want to do the zip line yeah. so we have, we'll have a staircase that will just take you right to the zip line only so you can just go now do a one time or a multi all day long of just zip line mm-hmm. or you can go do the rope course as well and so forth so if you ever been to the city museum over yeah. in St. Louis, we're going to be sort of like that, just with ropes uh, going across. But this will be unique as well. You're going up that structure, that that uh, that truss system structure, going up the outside of the building and then across it. I mean that you don't you can't do that anywhere else. No, that I, high up. I I think like like your position is pretty awesome because you're an architect, so you can do all this kind of stuff. You're not like a guy like me who's like yeah, I'd like to do that. I don't know if I could do that. You're like no, I'll figure out a way to do that. Like yeah. you've got that taken care of. Where you're like if you want to do it, you can make this stuff happen. And that's why I said at the beginning, it's like you just dreaming this stuff on bar napkins and seeing how far we can go with this. Yeah, we have a bar in the arena, so yeah, yeah. We, we 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 do a lot of. A lot of thinking around the bar some days, but yeah. um, you know the the goal is to keep that building full twenty four hours a day. You know, Monday through Friday during the day, it's it's you know somewhat empty. So mm-hmm. we're getting more office space in there, more fitness users in there, uh, a lot of pickup basketball and volleyball games at at noon. 
corporate challenges or um, they had STEM. Uh, they had a bunch of kids in there for STEM training mm-hmm. during the week. Uh, the National Homeschooler Basketball Tournament was in a couple weeks ago. Well, they did Thursday through Saturday because they don't play on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Thursday and Friday, we were completely full. So we're looking for more of those to fill up our, our vacant areas. Yeah. And now, also, what you guys have done is, I guess you could say you're on the front end of the revitalization of the West Bottoms down there. There's been some antique stuff and things like that, and apartments and whatnot are going in. How much has the West Bottoms area grown since you guys kind of had that vision to start doing the, the renovations at Kemper. Yeah, in the, where we are in the south side in the Stockyards District, we just have uh, Flirty and Flirty and Collins is putting in the 230 apartments. Uh, Bill Hall was doing a couple things there, but he already had stuff done and cleaned up and blue scope steel. Uh, so there's not been a lot of growth in the south side except the apartments, and the, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's probably a five or ten year plan. The um, the west or the north side of all of that area, there's some apartments coming in and it's slowly starting, but It'll be the next sort of crossroads, but you still have a railroad track and a prison and a uh, sewer system. There's a prison system. down there? Yeah. I didn't know that, it's really. A, it's a low security. It's it's way on the northeast corner. That's just it. You don't even know it's there, wow. but it is. I mean, if you're going to relocate down there and live there and you got kids and, and whatever and you got railroads and that, you know, you sort of think twice. So it's right. a little bit different animal than the crossroads, but it's still affordable. There's still space. So it's it's sort of the next mini version of some crossroads but it's going to be you know still five or ten years before that's really hopping down there yeah i mean th- th- and that seems to be the next area of town i mean where everybody's yeah. looking to go and like all right we're, we we've got downtown seemingly taken care of yep. right now yep. and you know the east bottoms have become kind of a thing yep. with yep. with Rieger and all of that going on down there but everybody seems to be like pulled if you will towards the west bottoms like i want to be part of that i want to yep. be kind of in on the ground floor of something like that is yep. this now the time if you're investing that's the area you want to go oh yeah you um you want to pioneer into those areas and buy low and sell high of course but uh, a lot of infrastructure going on in there the city's doing a lot of stuff uh the flirting collins apartments has you know some of the streets ripped up and whatever so there's just there's a lot of cleaning going on um and just the gentrification is naturally occurring but the the building prices have already doubled and tripled so if you hadn't bought anything there you know, everybody is speculating, so they're 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 all getting purchased, ready for something to happen. Mm-hmm. All right, you mentioned the zip line as yep. as one of the future products. I think is really really cool. But the Rock Island Bridge that's going to be built and opening here, hopefully this year, is uh-huh. something that can really boost that area and get people down there. How how important is that project to you guys and to the success of your arena? Well, uh, it's it's going to add a little bit for us, but it's a cool project. I mean, I saved the arena. And Mike and his group are saving that bridge. It's a really cool bridge. It'd be mm-hmm. a total waste just to let it either sit there or rot or throw it away. It is a connection between Kansas and Murray, Missouri. It's it's a you know unification again between those two. It's a bike path. It's a walk path. Uh, my daughter used to row there out on the river. So there's a lot of rowing. There's a lot of water type events that'll happen under the bridge. We'll have the zip line. There's connections. So it it really is a connector of space, of people, of zip lines, of activities, of destinations. It's a small project. It's not costing a whole lot of money. Um, if I thought they were wacky before, I've now actually seen it and witnessed it in other locations that, it, okay, it it could probably work. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to make a ton of tax revenue payback. I mean, it's a long payback for it. So is mine. Yeah. But if you don't start now, you're never going to get there. Somebody's got to start. Solar is a waste of time 20, 30 years ago. Well, it's finally catching up. Same thing here. This will eventually 
uh, prove itself. You've used that word connector a couple of times. And mm-hmm. you, obviously, you didn't grow up here. You grew up in Iowa. I grew up in New Jersey. And so I think for people who didn't grow up here, we have a different perspective on how the city should work than the people who did grow up here. Like, I look at Kansas and Missouri, and I'm like, it doesn't need to be two states. We don't need to be fighting over this stuff. We need to connect and bring everybody together. And it seems like that's kind of where you are as well when you use that term connector. You want to unite both sides and have everybody working together for the greater good. Sure, we're a metro. I mean, if we let the river divide us, then it truly will divide us mm-hmm. in full. So there's no reason that KCK people can't come down to the arena because even though we're in Missouri, we're only 100 feet into Missouri. So it's, right. it, we're still a metro area. Uh, we're there for the greater good of the kids, of the future taxpayers, of so forth, of, of people coming in and visiting the whole city for a tournament, not just the Missouri side. Do you go out and, and market around the country uh, and talk to people about what this arena can provide? And how do you sell Kansas City and how do you sell the arena when you talk to people <laughs> who have no idea what this is about? Yeah, that's uh, something you and I were talking about earlier is how do you market an arena like this? Local- because one of my questions, I'm sorry to interrupt sure. this, how do, you, how do you shed the basketball image? I feel like that's something that people have their mind made up that you're a basketball-only facility. So yep. how do you shed that image to everybody? Well, you know, with with the new age of marketing and multimedia and we're on every Twitter and Instagram and this and that, we're just we're spread twenty different ways trying to get an image, get a get a story out. It's really by word of mouth anymore and the users that come in, once Nike brings in their big basketball tournament and a couple of those coaches come in and go, Whoa, and you've got Shot Tracker here on this too? Wow, we want to come back. Let me call this other guy. And you know, one one good referral brings in ten other things. Mm-hmm. So we really have to make sure these people are happy and they see the, the best that we have. But, um, yeah, if you're just trying to find international pickleball players, there's not a website to grab these people. Uh, so you, you, you do the, the, uh, the rifle approach. You go after specific things, all the, the junior national tournaments of X, Y, or Z, or the different organizations that run those tournaments and have them come look at the facility. From a pickleball standpoint, how many games can you have going on at one time in your facility? Uh, we have 12 basketball courts, and you can put three pickleball on each court. So you're looking at 36 courts at one time. Yep, inside, and then on the outside asphalt, on the upper concourse, we're looking at doing more outside pickleball courts uh, this summer, and uh, like a putt-putt golf and some outdoor concert and, and food and beverage things as well. So we could be 36 to up to 50 total courts. Can you do pickleball on the roof? Ooh, until you hit a long shot, then you have to go get your ball. Well, I mean, that's, that's, that's <laughs> semantic. Maybe you put a little higher fence up there. Yeah, or something. Like, yeah. Could you do something like that? Sure. Is there a possibility, and I'm giving you ideas right now, but mm-hmm. I'm just thinking of, is there a possibility you could have the world's largest pickleball tournament going on at one time or just do it and say it's the world's largest pickleball tournament? Because what other place has the real estate to have 36 Sure. Just indoor pickleball courts, not counting on what you can do on the outside. Yeah. And then if if you think about then the rest of the American Royal Complex and you go over to Hale Arena and that, if we could use that as well mm-hmm. and Governor's Hall, we could be a 100 pickleball courts. Yeah. I don't know how Dave Johnson can help me put together that many players for that big of a tournament. Right. Um, but or, they're out there, man. They're out like there, people yeah. play, like I've got friends that play pickleball at the Olathe Senior Center all the time. Yep. And they're always looking for games and yep. places to go. And, if you did something like the world's largest pickleball tournament, all right, now you're getting people to come in from all over the place that want to be part of something like that. Yeah, if, if you're willing to help out, I'd love Sure, that. let's get it going. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I, I like the idea. I think sure. it could be, I could be a lot of fun. Because pickleball is one of those sports that is so hot right now. Like, yeah. Everybody's playing it. Everybody loves it right now. Like capitalize while the iron's hot. And that's yep. probably something you got to constantly think about. 
what's going to be next? Yeah. Where do we go next with this? Well, speaking of pickleball, until you play it, you don't understand it. Right. And it's a blast. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I never played tennis before, really, but tennis players just come in and kill it because they love it. Uh, it's good for older knees because you don't move a whole lot. You get a good rhythmic workout, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. I mean, just you have to try the game. And then, yeah, then we could we could have a city tournament there, just all different ages and groups and abilities yeah. just by ourselves and still run 100 courts. And just just, just roll them in. Just roll, roll them, them out. Out. Roll yeah. them in and roll them out. I think people would love something like that. What about an ice rink? I mean, we, we constantly hear about sheets of ice in Kansas City, and there's not enough. Is that yeah. something that's even considered for you guys? Uh, no, there used to be ice in there. Yeah. Um, ice is very expensive uh, to run, to operate, and so forth. You really have to be dedicated to that. So we, we just had that one sheet of ice, which mm-hmm. is where I have four basketball courts. Four basketball courts is making me more money than ice, and Lamar's doing a great job with all his sheets. He is dedicated to the sport, to the kids, to the youth, to the to the advancement. Mm-hmm. So he's got a lock on that, and that's great. I'll let him do all the ice. Um, I have to move on to a different sport. Yeah, that seems kind of like a headache than 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 worth it. Yeah, we don't, we don't have turf because turf fields are so huge. Again, you'd be taking up all eight courts, and you still wouldn't have one full size soccer field with twenty two kids out there. Yeah, and sporting has that, and and uh, other you know other soccer groups have that all locked up. Mm-hmm. So I'm filling in all these other sports and fitness and memberships and rope climbing and zip lines. You know, it's a destination. Uh, we're not coming in trying to take over the Chiefs or the hockey or that. We're we're just adding everything else that Kansas City's missing. Where do you envision five years from now the arena being? <sighs> full, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good answer. I like full, that. Yeah, the real estate full. The 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 uh, restaurants doing well. Uh, big tournaments, nights and weekends are still good. We can still pack in some more. Mm-hmm. Then it's a logistical thing of just squeezing and pushing and shoving. Uh, the concerts, I, ho- I hope we have a lot of good uh, weekday concerts or week evening uh, concerts. Um, uh, stuff around us, you know, the, the, the West Bottoms area, the stockyards should really, really be hopping. And then the outdoor activity, it's safe, it's clean, there's a lot of grass, uh, there's good parking, there's good trail systems. Uh, Robbie and the ATA is going to bring more bus lines down and help out with stuff like that and getting kids in. We're trying to really also do what we, we first coined it an after school program. But it's more of workforce training of bringing the, the high school kids down when they get out of class at 2.30. ATA will bus them down there. And then we have baseline curriculum of, of financial planning, of reading literacy, of hygiene products, and stuff like that. You know, the, the stuff kids really do need to right. be better citizens. And then you have electives. Of you don't have to go to college. You can be a carpenter, an electrician, a plumber. So we can teach them some of that, some STEM training some advanced sports for kids that don't have access to to the sports programs that we have. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you do want to go to college and you're a junior or senior, MIAA is in our building. They can teach you or help you with the ACT or look at all the other um, colleges that you have and the requirements. So bring all these kids down to one location that's got 40 different options to help them instead of 40 different people going out to a high school all over the place and just getting their attention once. We're bringing it in as a tickler. Come in. Put on your Garmin, get your 10,000 steps for the day, go to these extra classes, get your advanced basketball training, get something to eat, mom and dad pick you up, you know, and you, and you make it a family type thing. You get these kids some workforce training. Um, you might grab a bunch of kids before they go to college and they get into your tech workforce immediately because mm-hmm. we can do the computer uh, training and so forth there as well. We're trying to get that going. That would fill up the building during the day, the homeschoolers, uh, the after-school program or the workforce training and do really good for, for the kids in the community, not just sports, but making better citizens or better taxpayers 
out of using sports as the carrot mm-hmm. to get the kids down there to say, okay, there's more to life than just sports. Yeah, I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about that, and, and he has a son that isn't you know huge into sports, but he's into the STEM and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, when we were kids, all your after-school activities were Cub Scouts or sports. There was yeah. nothing else. Like, if you wanted to go into engineering like you did, or mm-hmm. you wanted to go into radio or something like that, you had no interest in sports, but that's what you want to do, or music or something like that. There really weren't those activities no. when we were growing up. You had Cub Scouts, you had sports, and if you weren't interested in anything, then you kind of went home and did nothing. Yeah. You know? So we have a capacity of a thousand kids a day to come down through that program. Wow. Think about that. So, and and not the same thousand every day, right. but from different schools. So this school district comes in this day, and then the next day we rotate it. So maybe maybe your kids are there two days out of the week, but you have access to go do each one of these things, these electives. So you can go do a radio broadcast for fifteen minutes, give it a try, see what it looks like. You know, they set up mock things here or there mm-hmm. to stem. Uh, e-gaming is another thing we're really getting yeah. into as well. We're, we are a big venue that you can rent to do a big e-gaming tournament without having to build your own stadium. We have the capacity. We have the Internet. We've got the electricity. we got the kids. So it's all, we, and, you know, we have, we have the, the facility and the, the seating and so forth. Mm-hmm. This is a place where kids can learn about e-gaming. Parents like me can go, okay, e-gaming, some e-gaming is, you know, whatever. Right. Other gaming though is very good cognitive recognition and 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 decision making and so forth, and um, statistical or, or, or strategic weapons training now at Fort Leavenworth. Mm-hmm. It's all e gaming. I mean, their e gaming is here to stay for practical reasons, for military reasons, for logistical reasons, and so forth. And if the kids can make better decision making through those, okay, so we need to embrace it. Right. So we can have the tournaments. We we have a. An, an e-gaming group in the building that has 50 or 60 consoles with the latest and greatest in the building. Hmm. So it can be another one of those uh, carrots. Come down, get your core curriculum done, go play the newest, latest, greatest e-gaming, or go to, go Twitch and watch some of the other kids do it. So there's so many things they can do in that building. One-stop shop. Bring them here. ATA is going to bust them down there. Yeah. Just bring them down, organize it, and then they go back home. And then carrot-wise, they want to keep coming and do it. So you get the best students that are in the STEM, that are in this or that. You know, you, you can you can build it into a program. I'm still trying to find that one leader who can help me go to all these organizations and say, okay, I, I love what you're doing for your 30 or 40 kids over here. Mm-hmm. Bring it down with us. Add, you know, come join my 40 other groups right. that want to do this and then kick it off and get it going. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's so much room for growth in that. It's funny, I was just talking to my buddy last week or this week about that, like having that conversation about, like, there's so much out there that we can do for kids who just aren't into sports and want to do other things. It's sure. good to have these opportunities. All right, so you've got this, you know, respect the past, build the future. Yep. In a couple of years, there's going to be a vacant baseball stadium out at 435 <laughs> and I-70. Do you have any interest in buying that and renovating that into something like High V Arena? Oh, I think everybody, I think other key people in town already know what's going to happen yeah. with that land and, and the other stadium there that's next to it. And, yeah. and no, they're uh, moving the stadium downtown. Um, I've been back and forth over the years on it, but uh, in my opinion, which is just no more than my opinion, but I think that'd be great for the downtown uh, traffic, though, is going to be a huge congestion, mm-hmm. but more people will be biking and walking and uh, commuter railing yep. to the stadium versus cars. That's a great answer. Um, it will help the downtown. It'll keep it full. It'll help Arrowhead Stadium relieve some of the pressure for the football. So in, in general, from what I know, what limited information I know, I think I'm a voter for yes on that. And they probably need to start doing the tax uh, collections now, ten, yeah. ten years in advance, to get it going. But uh, no, I don't. I don't. 
I don't know if I could fill up a baseball stadium with anything else. <laughs> no baseball stadium. I don't know. I, I could put in, you know, a supercross, a continuous motocross supercross oh, track. Oh, that would be awesome. Yeah, but that's an expensive track. Yeah. yeah. So what's next for you guys? Um, we're doing more consulting now. Uh, we're, we're, Scott and I are getting a little older, mm-hmm. and we, we can run Bobcats all day long, but you get sore after a while. So we're doing more of the white-collar thinking of what we do for other people. Um, more ingenuity, more other projects, more architecture and design and development type work for others, uh, looking at a couple other arenas for other people. Um, I'm an empty nester now, so we're taking a little time off, and uh, Mary Jane and I are doing a little bit of traveling and, mm-hmm. and uh, going to the kids, uh, D1 athletes in college. So we're, we're not just traveling in Kansas City now. We're coast-to-coast with the kids. Where are your kids at? Um, my son runs at UMKC, nice. and my daughter rose at Creighton. Perfect. So yeah, they're two different sports, two different uh, directions, and then their boyfriend girlfriends are also D1 athletes. So we're watching all of them. He got a lot of sports to watch. Yeah. So, so we're 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 still doing what we do. We're cleaning up. We're taking care of the properties that we still own. Uh, the arena is a lot of work. Um, so uh, cleaning shop. You know, just just being careful, being being cautious on the economy for the next couple of years, seeing what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, get everything refinanced in these low rates and just really clean up shop and make sure we're doing a really good job of what we've already produced. But you take a chance on Kansas City by doing this. Kansas City should take a chance on you guys and get down there and utilize this. Uh, I, ho- I hope they do. Come on in. Six bucks a day for a, for a pass to come in and play racquetball or not racquetball, uh, pickleball, basketball, you know, whatever. You get to use the facility in the fitness center for six bucks a day or 30 bucks a month for a membership. That's the cheapest thing. Steve and his company have created something that's really spectacular right here in Kansas City. And as the days go by, the arena gets bigger, more events continue to happen, it becomes a centerpiece for our town. I hope you enjoyed our conversation today with Steve Fouch of Ivy Arena. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.